Welcome to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Vu, and I will be serving as your Femme Tour, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into graduate school. For the past 10 years, I've been helping undergraduate students get into top graduate programs in their field, and I'm really excited to share this information with you too. everyone. Today I have an episode on when and how to say no. I was thinking about this this week because I ran into an image of a tweet of someone saying something along the lines of like, no, I'm not going to go to that meeting at 8 a.m. on Sunday. It's a no. It's always a no. How dare you even ask me to do this? And I was thinking about all of the different people that I have encountered, particularly academics, who um, have made those requests and who did ask for my time at all hours of the day as if um, there were no boundaries and how difficult it was for me to learn to say no. I don't think I learned how to say no to things in undergrad, and it was difficult uh, to navigate it in grad school as well. I think my early years of grad school, there was a lot of people pleasing, and there was a lot of fear um, of retaliation, uh, fear of what would happen if I wasn't a quote-unquote good student, and a lot of feeling like I wasn't good enough, so I had to try my best and I had to always be on and always be around. Um, but since then, I've learned um, better. I've learned how to prioritize myself a little bit more. And I've learned to really uh, be able to differentiate between the times that I need to say no and the times that, that I can say yes to things and say yes to things enthusiastically. So uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about instances when um, you would want to say no. So when to know how to say no, and then how to actually do it, because it can be uncomfortable and scary, especially initially when you're not used to it, to say no to requests. And so um, first, I want to talk a little bit about like, why is it that so many of us struggle with saying no? I think, especially in academia, it can be really hard to say no because so many people conflate the work that they do with their identity. And so many people work all day and all night. I believe I read somewhere that the average academic worked a 70 hour work week. Um, and that is a lot. Uh, if a full-time work week is 40 hours, 70 hours is nearly twice as long. I don't even want to do the math of how many hours a day that is, but that's essentially practically working every day and all day every day. So um, it's, it's hard to say no when you feel like you have to be working all the time. And then another reason why a lot of people say no is because in saying no, you're going to face some sort of discomfort. You, you might face the discomfort of disappointing someone, of feeling bad about it, of feeling guilty, feeling like you're being selfish, feeling like if I say no now, then this opportunity is never going to be presented to me again. 
And then going back to that people pleasing, um, you're afraid of, of what others are going to think in reaction to you setting boundaries and limits and saying no. And um, sometimes what happens is even after you say no, sometimes people will keep pressing you and pushing you, or they might say things that will continue to make you feel bad without even realizing it. They might say, oh, but we're going to miss you. Oh, but only you know how to do X, Y, and Z, which is not true, by the way. Oh, but you're going to miss out. Oh, like it's too bad. Are you sure you don't want to do it? Trust me, I've had my fair share of people who, after I said no, after I set a firm limit, would keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And I just had to remind them, no, I'm not the only one that can do this. And um, and you will be okay without me participating in X, Y, and Z. So um, yeah, it, it's there are many reasons why you might be afraid to say no, but if you've thought it through and you know you definitely don't want to do this opportunity, um, then you should practice practice that skill of saying no. And when I see, say saying no, I'm referring to any type of opportunity. It doesn't necessarily have to mean academic requests. You know, it, it could be, it could be someone asks you to speak for something. Someone asks you to be a volunteer. Someone asks you to um, help them out on, you know, with reviewing some of their writing or someone asks you um, to join another meeting or join a committee. Or it could be, you know, a family member asking you to attend the millionth birthday party or event or get together that they're having that year. Whatever it is, if you feel like, mm, you know, I don't think I have the capacity to do it or mm, it, it's not something I want to do or mm, I don't, I'm not available, then it, just go ahead and, and practice saying no. So if someone comes with you with a request what should you do right away? Should you say no right away? I mean, that's that's completely up to you, but I actually recommend that if someone asks you for something and you're thinking it's probably a no, I recommend that you sit with it. I don't recommend responding right away. And when I say sit with it, perhaps sit with it for 24 hours. A lot of us have this tendency or like uh, of wanting to respond to things right away and, and having this sense of urgency. Oh, they messaged me. Oh, I should probably get back to them. But trust me, most things are not that dire. They're not that urgent. And if they are urgent, they're urgent for the other person. They're not urgent for you. And it was not your fault for their urgency. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it is okay to sit with it for 24 hours. They don't know if you've checked your email that day or at that time. And then in that time, think about it. So ask yourself a couple of questions. You can ask yourself, one of the things that I've, I've said, and I might have said this in a previous episode too, is when someone comes at me with a request, I always ask myself, is this gonna compensate me in some way? And usually I think about compensation in three forms. I think about compensation, like the actual financial compensation. Are they gonna pay me for this opportunity? I think about compensation as, um, perhaps adding an experience that I know that I want or need to have. So is this gonna add a line to my CV, to my resume? Is it experience that, that, I, um, that I value? Or 
sometimes there's intrinsic value. Sometimes it's, you know, is this something that's going to nourish me? So you may take on unpaid opportunities because you know that this is something that's going to feed you, nourish you, feed your soul. Uh, and you have the capacity to take this on at this time. So um, that's one question I would want you to ask yourself. Is this going to compensate me in some way? Another question I want to ask you is, is this, going back to the nourishment um, question, is this going to nourish me or is this going to drain me? Am I going to be happy to do this or am I going to be feeling resentful to do this later on? And I'll give you one example of something that happened to me in grad school that left me resentful. I had a, um, a colleague who was an international student who was struggling with um, the language barrier. And not only was there a language barrier, but also our program was very heavy on critical theory. And the language was really, really dense, even hard for me to understand. <laughs> And so uh, understandably, this person needed help, um, help with their writing and help with the comprehension, help with grammar, all aspects of, of, of courses, of understanding material and then writing, taking notes, writing papers, they needed a lot of support. So they asked me for help. They asked if I could help with reviewing their papers before they submitted them. And of course, I, this, you know, it was early on in grad school, I did not like to say no to anything. I didn't want to seem like a bad person. I didn't want to seem like an unsupportive colleague. And so I said yes without hesitation. Uh, but then over time, as the request kept coming and kept coming at odd hours, and there was a sense of urgency on their part of this is due at this time. At the, and I was finding myself in the middle of the night, instead of working on my stuff, working on their stuff, I started to build resentment. And then only to find out later on that this person um, was financi financially stable enough to hire a personal um, editor, but then never offered to compensate me for my time. So I spent hours and hours helping them and um, didn't gain much out of it. Uh, that was an example of a time that I probably should have sent a boundary. Maybe I could have helped them, you know, once, or um, maybe I could have helped them for a few pages and then said, if you need extra support, I recommend reaching out to this editor or that editor or, um, or here are some other options. But I didn't do that. And it left me feeling just drained and resentful. So ask yourself that, is this going to Train you is it's going to make you feel resentful. And if it is, then that's probably a no. And then the other thing I want you to think about is sometimes when we look at whether or not we can say no, yes or no to something, we look at our calendars and we think about our availability. And I want you to think about your availability outside of just, am I actually free at this time? But thinking about like, how much capacity do you have to take on? So for instance, after a couple of hours of me being on Zoom, here's an example. I know after a couple of hours on Zoom, you know, in any given day, I will get a migraine. It's, it is what it is. I learned the hard way from working full time and having some days where I had eight or nine meetings per day and then spending the rest of the day with a migraine that wouldn't go away, sometimes even going into the next day, sometimes even having to like take a day off. It just It was just really bad. Um, 
And so now that I know that that's a thing, I know that I shouldn't schedule too many meetings per day. So if someone comes at me with an opportunity, even if it's something that I'm really excited about, if I've reached my cap of the number of meetings I can have that day, I will have to say no or, you know, schedule it for a different day. So that's one thing that I want you to think about for yourself. What is your capacity on any given day? Sometimes maybe you have nothing that week, but it's because it's your vacation week, or maybe you have nothing that day, but it's your day that you're supposed to take off. Or maybe you're free at that time, but it's because that's your evenings and you know that you don't work in the evenings, or maybe you're free at that time because it's on a weekend and you know you don't work weekends. Um, so figure out your capacity and your boundaries around your work. So that way you can say yes or no. Like when, um, when working um, full-time for the university at my last job, one thing that I was really firm about was not um, committing to doing anything after hours. So after five o'clock, I wasn't doing anything. Even if it was a really great opportunity, it was firm for me because it was my time with my kids. It was my time with my family. It was my time to take care of myself, to, to um, rest, to have time to do whatever I needed to do to be okay, to be able to work the next day. Uh, so I want you to kind of sit with that and ask yourself when you look at your calendar, not just am I free, but do I have the capacity? Do I have the energy level, am I going to be feeling it and being able to do it whenever the opportunity is scheduled for? Now, let's say you've given yourself 24 hours. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say is also when you give yourself time, the other thing that you can do as a strategy is to ask your support group, ask your community, ask a friend or group of friends for their input. If you're struggling, because there's a part of you that's like, oh, this is a good opportunity, but I also kind of don't want to do it. Oh, I'm going back and forth and back and forth. It might be good to consult with someone else. And that someone else could be your best friend. It could be your therapist. It could be your mom. It could be someone that knows you very well. It could be a group of friends, again, your support group, whatever it is. And ask them, you know, share the, share the information, ask for their input. And sometimes getting someone else's input helps you with making that decision. So when, you, when you've come to the conclusion that you're going to say no and you're starting to feel bad, there's a part of you that is not looking forward to sitting with that discomfort. I want to remind you that when you respond to please be firm and clear in your response. I have been um, guilty of doing this where sometimes I say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not available at that time when really I'm trying to say no. And they're like, oh, if you're not feeling about the time, how about this other time? Or, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm trying to think about like another way that sometimes people say no, that sounds like a maybe. I need some time to think about it. And then like, oh, okay, great. Just let me know. And really when I say I need time, I, I, other part of me is wanting to say no. Um, so you want to be as firm as possible. And I want to give you some examples of how to be firm. One very easy, clear example that a lot of people are afraid to use, including myself, because it can feel too firm and too almost blunt, is simply saying no. Someone asks you for something, no, no, thank you. Um, I very rarely do that. I just, that again, the people pleaser in me, I've been working on this for years and I still struggle to just say no. But 
you have every right to say no. You don't ever have to explain your circumstances. You don't ever have to explain your reasons why you're saying no. Um, although I, again, I have that tendency of wanting to over explain and over time I've learned that it's okay to just say no. Here, here's an example, a real example that I use oftentimes when someone comes with me with a request and I don't really wanna do it. Um, I first thank them or appreciate them. I say, thank you so much for thinking of me or I appreciate you thinking of me because it's true. It's, it's nice that, that they went out of their way to come and reach out. And then I go with, unfortunately, I do not have the capacity to take this on. This is just saying it's, it's no, I, I can't do it. You can say that. You can say, unfortunately, I can't do it. Or unfortunately, I can't make it. But I like to say I don't have the capacity to take this on because that is a fact. That is true. And then I say, but, you know, I appreciate it or what I uh, wish you the best with the event. Or if you know of other people who would be interested or who have said, hey, Eva, if you know of anything, like, you know, let, you know, keep me posted. Um, then I'll refer them to someone else, you know. So this has happened actually during times that I have been overextended and have not been able to take on new coaching or editing clients is folks have reached out to me and I say, oh, unfortunately, like I'm not able, I don't have the time or I'm not able to take any new clients on at this time. But I do know this other person who does just as great work, uh, you might want to reach out to them. Uh, actually, I love doing that. I, I am a fan of like collaboration and helping each other out. I don't really, I'm not a very competitive person. So if I can't help someone out, I'm happy for them to go to someone else who can help them. So that's another strategy that I use is, is referring them to someone else who might be able to do it. Another way that um, I've said no is just saying, unfortunately, I'm not available. Or you don't have to say, unfortunately, you can say, Thanks for thinking of me. I'm not available, but I appreciate you asking me. And that's it. That's it. Or um, this is another thing that comes up a lot is sometimes some of us, especially those of us that are POC that are doing work that others might define as DEI work as um, diversity, equity, inclusion type work. And they're coming at you asking for, for free, for free opportunities. Can you do this free workshop? Can you do this free speaking opportunity? Can you come and do a free Q&A or whatnot? And, you know, I especially now can't afford to take on unpaid opportunities because I'm no longer getting employed by the university. Some folks, because they're being employed by the university, are willing to take on unpaid speaking opportunities through the same university. Because again, they're saying, well, I'm an employee of the university, so I'm going to continue serving the university in this way. Um, but if you're getting a request and you know that you're saying no because you uh, want to make sure that you get paid for this request, if it's not going to nourish you, if it's not adding something to your repertoire, to your experience, then it's okay to say, I'm not available to take on unpaid opportunities. Do you have a budget in mind for this? It can be awkward. It can be uncomfortable. Some folks might not have the budget and you could say, well, you know, if, um, 
if you're interested, you know, I would be more than happy to kind of work with multiple different groups if you wanted to reach out to other departments who might be able to co-sponsor this event or this opportunity. That's another strategy that you could use to make sure that you get paid. If really that's the only big kind of barrier between you doing this thing is making sure you get paid, um, it doesn't hurt to ask. Now you might say, do you have a budget for this? They might say no. Uh, and in that case, you say, well, I appreciate you thinking of me. Thank you so much. I hope, you know, it works out. That's it. Or you could simply say for any request that you're thinking of saying no, no, I cannot do that. No, unfortunately, I can't do that. And that's it. Uh, so I want you to just keep practicing it. It's going to feel weird. I know that I've many times felt bad saying no. I've felt like maybe I'm being rude or mean or people aren't going to stop liking me and reaching out to me for saying no. Um, and in some cases, I do explain why I say no. But when I do, it's it's political. Um, it's because I want to kind of make certain things about me and my identity visible. So if it's a request that's at 7 p.m. and that's my family time, I say, fortunately, I'm not available at that time. Um, you know, I don't have childcare at that time, but you know, if it's moved to another time, don't hesitate to reach out. That's it. Uh, what else do I want to say about saying no? Now, when to say no is, I think most of the time we know when we want to say no, and we just need to sit and kind of make a very firm decision because if you don't make a firm decision about the yes or no and you're thinking maybe in your head then the maybe in your head is going to turn into maybe in writing or maybe in person and that's the thing if someone asks you in person it can be really awkward and uncomfortable to say no that might be a part of it's like oh i, I kind of don't want to do this but they're asking me right then and there and so if that happens make sure that you say oh that's you know you know that's that's in whatever your reaction about the thing is. Oh, that's an interesting request or, oh, you know, um, I'm curious to hear more about it. And then after that, you ask them if you can have some time. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I need to review my availability and um, I'm happy to kind of get back to you. Just give me an, a day or two and I'll let you know. And that's it. Again, you don't have to answer people right away, even if they're asking you in person, on Zoom, whatever, even if they're asking you live you are allowed to give yourself time to think about it. And I think that is all I want to say, say about when and how to say no to any types of requests. I hope that you found this useful. And if you have other strategies for how to say no, um, do share with us. And I'm happy to kind of like do an update on this episode later on. Have a good rest of the day, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me in the Grad School Femtoring Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you tune in. You can also support the podcast by donating to my Patreon page, Anchor page, or Venmo account, which is at Grad School Femtoring. If you have questions or episode topics, you can contact me by sending me a DM on Instagram sending me an email to gradschoolfemtouring at gmail.com, sending me a voice message on Anchor, or sending me a message via my personal website at yvettemartinezvu.com. Until next time. <laughs>